Welcome, everyone. We are live. I am excited. I'm excited. My name is Mfan Akpan. Again, they call me the professor. Why? I am a professor. So I'm an accounting professor, and I'm excited to be here as promised. So as promised, we would come back. This is this is a part two. This is this is a, a, a meeting of the minds. We we've got the great ones here, the great brains, the great thinkers here, and most importantly, we have you here to listen and to gather and to share. As promised, we have the CEO Gael Gadah of Maoni to talk about his company, the state of DeFi, DeFi investing. I've got underdog crypto. I've got Black Rule, Black Rule investing here, ask questions, bouncing the ideas, and really, really flowing with the information. So I'm going to open this up to the CEO himself to introduce himself, tell you about his company and what he's doing. And then we're going to open up for questions. Thank you so much, Professor. Very happy to be here and with all of you, Underdog and Black Group. Again, uh, I am the founder of Maoni, which is a digital bank on a mission to allow access to credit and funding to everyone and anyone, regardless of credit score and regardless of income level. How is that possible? Through this very concept of DeFi or DeFi banking. And what does that mean? That means we are allowing people and businesses to save together, to give loans and even credit cards to one another, and of course, allow them to invest in one another. As opposed to the traditional bank that takes your savings and use those same savings to give loans to people or businesses you don't know, you don't care about, we allow new people and businesses to save together, give loans and credit cards to one another, and of course, invest in one another. And that is DeFi banking. And that's what Maoni is building. And my, my name is Gail Gadai, and I'm the founder of Maoni. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you so much for that intro. And I, I have this question. I always wonder, we talked about banking, talked about the company, but why, why DeFi and why is DeFi so important? Yeah, so that's a very good point, actually. Why DeFi? Why is it so important? And I always say DeFi has been along, uh, around for a very long time. The actual very first form of finance was DeFi or decentralized finance. If you remember in the old days, how did we use to get uh, funding or if you want a loan? There were no bank in the, no banks in the old days, right? So if you need a loan, you go to see your friends or family member to get a loan from the person. That is DeFi. That is decentralized finance. People interacting with one another, giving loans to one another, giving loans to the local businesses, and so forth and so forth. And then banks came in, and banks said, you know, no, we will stop that that thing. We will not be the middleman between you and whoever you want to give a loan to. We now be the middleman between you and your investment target. And they are charging all kinds of fees for that. And that's what banks do. And now, uh, luckily, now we have a good technology, which we are calling all a blockchain technology, which is helping us go back to the old days, but do it in a more efficient manner. And what is it? And that's all the, that's what that's what DeFi is. 
now again we are able to give loans credit cards or invest in the people that matter to us in the businesses that matter to us and uh and do that in a very efficient manner no questions asked in just one click and that's what DeFi is allowing people and businesses to save together loans one another and invest in one another did, did, did i did i answer your question professor you, you did and when you say this that that is very important but how is this when we talk about DeFi, we think about crypto is this um is this geared toward the average person, just the, the person on the street? My, is this something my grandma, my mom, someone would be able to use or to, to get into? That's a very good point. Um, crypto, most of the crypto platforms that are around right now are not the most friendly platforms or the most user-friendly platforms. And so the goal for any uh, very conscious uh, company that's coming to market right now will be to make the platform as easy to use, as friendly, as user-friendly as possible. And that is what is at the forefront of our company. We want to make DeFi or decentralized finance, even better, decentralized banking accessible to everyone. And the only way we can make it accessible to everyone is if anyone and everyone can just in one click get a loan, just, just in one click, give a loan, just in one click, access their finances. And that is the very goal of Maoni. That is what we are building uh, at Maoni. Awesome, thank you. Shook, I'm, I'm gonna go to every to the gentleman here, but Shook Focus has a, a question in the chat. So in talking decentralized, is there something in place to address language barriers? Oh, you know what? Um, I'm, I'm so happy, um, Gael, that you said that DeFi is what it is. Like everybody thinks of these terms and like everybody invents these new terms like networking, like making friends. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> it's not it's not this big, huge giant on a hillside that you got to slay. You know, um, DeFi just goes back to barter and trade. Like, you know, like maybe you got some goat milk and I got, you know, I got this fur and we're just going to, you know, we're going to barter and trade for it um you know the, the banks are are really the ones who came in and and it's introduced interest and a whole bunch of other things that um put fees and um such a drag on people um and it's it's nice to see that uh Moni is going to try to do something because there is a language barrier like shook was saying with wallets and whatnot um mm -hmm. so it would be nice to try to um, cut that out but the next thing i see is like the banks don't like that, right? So they're going to try to come in and put in regulations and things to try to make that hard. And I guess uh, my question to uh, Gael is, uh, what's his answer to that? Yes, so about the regulation side, right? Yep. Like, what's, what's your answer to that? Because because banks are not going to like not getting their cut, and they're going to try to make it hard for you to just make it easy for people. So um, how how do you combat that? Like. Yeah. Um, what's your answer there? So that's a very good point, actually. Uh, I think one thing in industry right now is everybody is agreeing that DeFi is the future of finance. And if you, every new, if, you, if you see every news title, that's the very first thing. DeFi, it always comes, the next sentence or the next words that comes 
after DeFi is the future of finance. Look at all the articles. It's always like that. The point I'm making here is that banks also understand it. Okay. Now, look, look at banking. You were talking about a company that had that has millions, uh, probably thousands of employees that have traditional uh, infrastructures in place. And for them to transform th that infrastructure that they've put already billions into, into and make it uh, a DeFi, that would be just be a, a years of work for them. Just for a bank to move from one, P, uh, one ERP system to another one, that takes them a long time. And now transforming all their infrastructure into a very new one, that's years for them. And so what most of the banks are doing, uh, from what I've, uh, what I've seen or heard so far, they are trying to invest in the smaller companies who are you know, bringing up these uh, uh, innovations into the market. Now, they, they, DeFi is uh, at that intersection where no one can stop it, right? It's just where the industry is moving to. No one can stop it. And there are actually you know, regulations that are coming that are actually being more favorable to DeFi in the whole blockchain environment, right? So that's what I can say. Banks will take a long time to follow this race. And the easiest way for them will be to invest or to acquire the smaller players so they can, you know, also be part of the race at this time. Got you. So, so what I'm hearing from you is like, mm -hmm. uh, if you can't beat them, join them. And since they can't like stop it, it's better for them to just join you guys. You guys already kind of have the expertise. And for them, instead of having this years of red tape, it's easier for them to kind of join you guys who already have the expertise and do it that way. And they are already doing it, just like you said. They are already doing it, yeah. Hmm. Right, That's interesting. Well, go ahead, sorry. No, 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 that was my question, I'm, I'm good. Yeah. Is it you saying banks are, are already doing that? Is it more of a build or is it more of a buy type of play? Or so, you know, on the bank side, it's a it's more of a buy type of play because it's just gonna take them a long time to build this, or at least to convert their whole banking system, their traditional system, into this. Look, they have a core banking system that they are using, and they have all kind of layers on top of that. And they've already invested millions and millions in those infrastructure. Why do you think it was hard for banks to move just to online banking? It took them some, quite some time, just because they are just they have a certain infrastructure in place, and for them to to just follow the next trend is not that easy. Yeah. So yes, to your point, it's more of a buy uh, type of deal for them, where they are buying the new players or investing in the new players, instead of you know just converting all their infrastructure into the de decentralized infrastructure. So when you talk about, we get into banking, we've got things like KYC, know your customer. And really when I think about a bank, you know, it's not a government uh, it's not part of the government, but it's regulated so heavily that it's under government, you know, it's it's tied to the good because it's regulated so deep. How is that going to impact the DeFi business? So if banks are getting into the business, is that going to change really what you see as your core mission or will that make you stand out? 
you know, against what was happening in the banking side. So that, that's uh, that's a very good point. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that that that's a very good point. But, but you know, there's, there's a big difference between a bank or a traditional bank. You know, the Chase, the Key Bank, the Huntington that we know, and an upcoming bank, a DeFi a digital bank like Maoni. What's the big difference? The big difference is the network. The big difference is the arsenal of 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 uh, of professionals that are already working in those banks. The big difference is the level of funding. So the point I'm making here is, if banks join this race of DeFi, that will even more accelerate this whole race. Banks are highly regulated. Digital banks are just as much regulated. DeFi is getting its regulations also in place. And uh, it's not because we are a decentralized digital bank that we are not regulated. No, we are just as regulated. We have to follow all the financial services regulations just as much as banks do. So there's not, uh, it's not a safe place. It's not a, an unreg, an, it's not a non-regulated space when you are in DeFi. It's also regulated. Uh, for instance, if you want to open a bank account, you have to go through all those KYC processes, just like banks do. Um, all the compliance processes, you have to abide by all those uh, processes. So the, the answer that I'm bringing here is that, yes, we are also regulated just as much as banks are, but we are we have a different business model. That's the whole, the whole point. No, I, got, I have a, a, one other question. Yeah, I was doing some research into a couple coins uh, yesterday. Mm -hmm. uh, one coin is called Proppy. Another yeah. coin is called um, Origin Trail. Yeah. And basically, uh, Proppy, what they're doing is they're doing like real estate by via NFT. Yeah. Um, and it made me think of money because like, OK, if they do real estate via uh, NFT, then what if somebody wants to have a mortgage? Then, you know, that's kind of like almost like doing a loan via NFT. Um, and this company, Origin Trail, they were talking about kind of doing like a, a refi on a Tesla, but putting that via NFT. Um, is that something that Moni's looking into? And then I was just wondering then what happens, like, I know we talked about uh, over collateralization before, but then what happens if you have to actually send out someone for repoing it? Like, what are what are the laws there? Like, how does that, how does all of that muck work? Yeah, yeah, that, that's a very good point, actually. And to... <laughs> To agree on you on everything you just said, yes, Tesla, for instance, is releasing their next generation of cars as NFTs, right? Um, and there are just so many marketplaces out there that are already uh, dealing with NFT for real estate and NFT for cars. So it's just a movement. It's already there already. And in the case of Maoni, yes, we are doing the same thing, which is we are allowing people not everybody has the crypto collateral. Not everybody has uh, a stock or a bond to be used as collateral. And most people have a car or house, you name it. So we are allowing them to convert those physical asset, house or car, into a digital asset, an NFT, which they can use as collateral. But now, when they default on the loan, what does that mean? That means uh, if I pledge an NFT that's worth 50000 for a loan of... 25,000, 
if I default on the loan, that means now my NFT, half of my NFT is owned by the, the lender. So that's the first thing that will happen, which is there will be, uh, you will get ownership in my house or you'll get a piece of ownership in my in my car. Yeah. Now, if if you are the, the, the total owner of the car, then yes, there will be a repossession, which you will come and take the car. So there are two levels of it, which is uh, the, the shared ownership. You are getting ownership in that property or in that physical asset. And that's, that's the next level, which is in case you happen to be you know, the full owner of that property. I'm sorry, guys. Somebody has some feedback where it's yeah. making it a little hard for me to hear Gail. All right. Thank you. I'm sorry. Yeah. So... Uh, to, to summarize it, yes. So when you have an NFT uh, as collateral, there are two things that can happen. The first thing, which is the collateral is worth uh, a lot more than the amount of the loan. So yeah. the first thing is you end up getting a piece ownership in that NFT. That means we look at that NFT, that NFT is worth 50,000, but you own 50% of it, I own 50% of it. Yeah. Uh, but now the second thing that can happen is that you end up owning the whole NFT. And in that case, the whole property becomes yours. So you, 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 if it's a car, you come take the car. If it's a house, you own the house, you can sell it to whatever you want to do with it. Now, there are, there are a few uh, regulations that kind of make it easy or less easy to, to, to go around. Uh, for instance, you can, you, you can necessarily uh, uh, take you, you take a house, for instance, which, in which there is uh, an elderly person. Uh, you can necessarily repossess that house because you know the person defaults on the loan. So there are those a few, there are those few uh, specifications that we have to work around uh, as industry as company. But other than that, is is a free movement. But there, there are those few specifications. You can take the house of somebody who's too early, uh, too old. Um, if it's a newborn, if there's a newborn in the company, I mean, uh, in the house, you just can't repossess the house right away. Those are just laws that are in place, and it makes sense. So both the lenders and borrower have to really work around that. And that's something we are on the clock working around too. Gotcha. So it's pretty much like the same like regulations that a normal repossess would be. Um, so in that same token, would there be like, um, I know like sometimes, with, okay, so I'm also in the stock world. So if I have an option, I have a stock option and I think it's going to expire worthless, I can kind of roll it out to kind of give it more time to make it like worth something. So if I think I'm going to be like, okay, I'm going to miss my payment or something, is there an option to like kind of roll out my my loan payment so it's a little bit longer, but maybe I pay something extra, you know, something just to give me more time because like, okay, like my dog just died and i'm you know distraught that month or whatever and i can't make the payment that that's actually a very I, I a pet, so i didn't bring a real person in it make somebody real sad but go ahead. <laughs> and, and i get your point and that's a very good point actually and those are some of the uh, specific points that we are addressing in our DeFi model and here's the first way we are addressing that if you default on your loan today it doesn't mean you are uh, your your collateral will be repossessed right away, no. Right. The first thing we do is we are calling it payback features or reimbursement features. 
Those are features that work with the borrower to help the borrower reimburse the loan easily. I can give you two of those features right now. One of them, we call it uh, mini installment. What does that mean? That means I get a loan from you, I'm supposed to be paying $300 per month. Now, instead of waiting for the end of the month to make the $300 disbursement, which might not always be the most budget-friendly action for most people, mm -hmm. Maoni is going to take $1 or $2 out of your account every day, if you agree to that. So by the end of the month, you will have all those $300 ready for the lender because it's easy to lose $1 or $2, or it's easy to spend it, but it's not yeah. easy to spend $300. So we have been, exactly that's one feature mini We have various features like that to help the borrower reimburse the loans easily. Now, this is common in banking industry. If you default on your loan the first time, I mean you can always get option of flexible payments, whereby you, you know you can skip a pay, skip two pays, up to three pays. Uh, whereby you can adjust your payment schedule uh, for at least three months. So those are options that we are incorporating into our functionalities so people can really enjoy and have the, the those flexibility in dealing with the app, uh, in dealing with, with with the borrowers or in dealing with the lenders. Again, to summarize it, your collateral doesn't get, it's not taken away right away. But there are those features that work with you in the first place to make it easy for you to reimburse the loans. And then in case all those features don't conclude, we have a third, uh, another process, which is the collection process. A collection agent can call you and try to collect the amount. And in case that final step doesn't conclude, that's when you know uh, we transfer the collateral to uh, the lender as you agreed on during the lending process or during the contracting process. Yeah. Did I address your question, uh, Black Rose? Oh, yeah, totally, completely. Thank you so much. Of course, of course, yeah. I, I think Underdog hasn't, uh, uh, hadn't come into the conversation yet. Wait, wait. I, I, do, I want to make sure the professor had a time to respond. Uh, uh, so go ahead, professor. Well, I see you got some things in the chat. So, so I, I did have one quick question. Thank, and I heard repossession. I heard home. Uh, and, you know, there's a difference between a repossession and a foreclosure. And when you talk about, you know, a home, you've got a deed and the homeowner holds the deed. And there has to be a court process called a foreclosure, you know, if someone has a lien on it. So in a repossession means the the um, the person who's giving the loan holds title and they're just re they're taking what's theirs already. So how I, I, I didn't understand how that would work with the NFT. If I hold the deed, will that NFT uh have a lien on my my deed or will i have to give up my deed or something you know how would that work and then with that if there's no lien i mean i if if i'm borrowing fifty thousand from you what's going to stop me from going somewhere else i've got a clear title and borrowing another fifty thousand and then you know they yeah that was my question and then underdog is yours 
Yeah, of course. Uh, I can uh, address that question very uh, quickly and clearly. So the very the, the whole the whole point about the NFT is that you don't have your deed anymore. Your deed becomes the NFT. And then if you give me that NFT, if the NFT is transferred to me, then I'm the owner of the house, and now I own that deed. So what is being stored on NFT? It is the deed, the ownership of the house. It's, it's, it's moving from the paperwork that you have to the digital token that you have still, but now it's online, it's digital. So it's just a movement that is being done. Everything is moving from the paper uh, paper arena to the digital arena. Your 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 the ownership of your house becomes that token, and if you happen to send it to someone else, that person becomes uh, the owner of the the house. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. That makes sense. All right, underdog. Did you want me to put some of the slides in or? Uh, no, I'm going to sustain. Uh, you have a hard stop in five minutes. It wouldn't uh, do the uh, conversation justice to provide uh, the CEO a limited amount of time to respond. So there's no reason to put it up. So okay, I'll just sustain. Okay. Oh. okay. Did you have any qu question? No questions for me. Oh, okay. Yeah. Probably one of the things I can share right now is that and this to all uh, the, everybody watching us right now, very happy to have you all here. And what is that? That we are now opening through the, we are now raising capital through the crowd. That means anyone can invest in Maoni at this very time as we are speaking. We just finally launched it two days ago, uh, the day before yesterday, two days ago. And if you go right now on we founder.com forward slash Maoni, you will see everything. So right now, as I'm speaking, we are raising through the crowd. We used to raise only through VCs and angel investors, but now we are raising through the crowd. So anyone can invest. Uh, uh, the, the minimum investment possible is um, $100. So very, very crowd friendly. Uh, so that's probably the one last information I would like to share with everyone and anyone out there watching us at this time. Awesome. And 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 I want to be respectful of the time. We've got about three more minutes. I want to say this. Uh, Underdog's got some slides, some videos. So that that means we got we got we got to have one more. We didn't get a chance to Underdog didn't get a chance to share the information. So uh, can it can it can I get we're going to do this again? I'll always be down as soon as it's underdog. I'll be happy to be there. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah, so That's Sorry, I won't ask so many questions next time. My bad, brother. No, you're fine. You're fine. You know, it's really a, a pleasure to be with all of you here, Professor Black Crew Underdog. And I've been enjoying this time that we are spending together. I think uh, there's one thing which is give the information to uh, the people. There's another thing which is this community of sharing information, this community of cultivating uh, the, the new knowledge or the new technology um, information and sharing it with everyone. And I think that's what we are doing here. So beyond everything, this is so important and I'm very happy and I'll always be happy to be part of this conversation. So thank you all actually for being here today also. I, uh, uh, professor, you don't mind, I do wanna say one thing though. 
Sure, sure. Okay. Uh, one thing I would like to do, um, this, uh, this, the CEO that you see here today, this is not rehearsed. Uh, he didn't know what questions I'm going to ask. He doesn't know what questions Black Rue is going to ask. He doesn't know what pre uh, for a question that the professor is going to ask. Now, I commend uh, the CEO for doing that because we live in a place where disinformation and also people are not willing to ask questions. Uh, in fact, I just recently had a conversation with a CEO of another company and, and they started to uh, look at uh, sharing of information as a negative thing. It's actually not. Uh, when you have a person who's competent enough to come onto a panel to get any question without knowing what the nature of the question is and, and answer those questions, I applaud that behavior. Now, I can't tell you from my standpoint, I didn't ask any technical questions today, uh, and I believe that we should have a conversation to ask technical questions or things that people would like to know who want to understand the technical aspects of the projects, because that's what crypto is, is a blockchain project. But I will say, um, in as far as leadership standpoint, I personally put a lot of credit and faith in anyone who's willing to be uh, considered coming to a panel, being faced by experts, and and be willing to answer questions without knowing what those questions are. Uh, it's not a railroad, but what it is shows that the person's competent and the least of knowledge they have. And this is what it's supposed to be about. Not about tearing down a company or project. We don't know anything about this project. The project has not gotten here yet. This is for information so that you as an investor will have the information you need to make up your own mind whether or not you're going to invest in a project. And that's the problem with crypto and blockchain is too many investors are ill-informed because they don't ask. And we have to change that narrative. This might be the next Apple. You don't know until the questions are asked. So I just want to say to you, thank you for allowing yourself to come here as a CEO. Thank you for representing your company professionally. And I hope that we do have a part two. I would like to uh, uh, to offer that. There's a few things I have uh, according to flash loans and other things such as arbitrage attacks, things that people are like myself as an investor would ask before I put my money onto any project. So I just want to bring that to your attention and thank you for your time. Thank you. Super nice words, actually. And of course, I'll be happy to come back again so we can have more conversation as many times as possible. So thank you also. Yeah. Yeah, that, that, that is good. Thank you, Underdog. And thank you, Black Root. Thank you, CEO. And, and that is the spirit of having this conversation and, and, and bringing this together. So, I, you know, I believe in that one idea. And just hearing this, listening to the conversation, we've got people in the chat talking about it. We talk about investing, but it can also inspire someone to do the same thing that you're doing or to do something else or to work on a different project. So it can give encouragement to others or encourage those who are interested in crypto, because that was a good point. People might be nervous about crypto, but just hearing hearing us hit here and talk about it, it may ease and encourage someone to do some more research and to, to learn more about it. So this, this is really great, positive vibes, great, great uh, broadcast really quick before we go. Uh, Underdog, how can people get in touch with you? All right, thanks folks, I uh, appreciate you. If you are trying to get in contact with me, you can find me on YouTube, Twitter, and Telegram, all under Underdog Crypto. 
or Underdog Crypto One, uh, you'll see my logo and it'll be in my videos. Uh, make sure there's our copycats who have my name. So make sure you look for uh, videos, links in the description. You should see my face or my logo and you can find my telegram there too. Thank you. Awesome. Black Roof. Uh, you can catch me on um, www.darkhorsewatcher.com. All one word links directly to my YouTube where you can like and subscribe. You can catch me on the Benzinga channel uh, Mondays, um, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and on the Gentlemen of Crypto Network, um, 6 o'clock Pacific Time, Thursdays. Awesome. Gael Gada. One single address, millennext.com. M-I-L-L-E, next, N-E-X-T.com. Everything is there millinext.com awesome thank you gentlemen shout out to shook focus digital check him out as well thank you so much um and uh all the best thank you